0: on the Jared the Boss Man show talk to the new coach, Utah Valley Wolverines one of my favorite guys in the NBA because I played like him, played hard defended as hard as I could Coach Mark Madsen, Coach how you doing man?
1: JR doing great thanks for having me on the show great to be talking to you
0: Yes, indeed. Now, Coach, uh, how's it feel, man? For you to be leading the Utah Valley program after Coach Pope laid a great foundation for those guys, man. You come in, take taking over here the Duran here, man. So, how's it feel to have your own gig as the head coach to lead this great university to prominence once more? Well,
1: n- number one, uh, gratitude. I- I'm grateful for number one the players in our program. We, we have some tremendous student athletes from all over the country from from the west, from the east, from the south, um, a very diverse group. I'm I'm grateful for the for the job that the previous head coach Mark Pope and his staff have done, and it's an honor to try to continue the legacy here. Um, and so more than anything, I'm excited, I'm grateful, and I'm just ready to get to work uh, in terms of continuing the tradition here.
0: Yes, indeed, coach. Now what I love about Utah is it's like you you have some great basketball at that state with Larry Kostoviac at Utah itself. you got Coach Craig Smith up there at Utah State. Utah Valley was doing well. Randy Ray at Weber is doing well. And BYU has now, hired now coach, Matt, coach Pope there. So, man, the center of Utah, man, to me, a lot of great basketball, a lot of great coaching, a lot of great talent that can come in that, that state and just play really, really well and show, 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 the, show, show the whole country about Utah basketball is very good and it's very sound.
1: Well, what you're saying is, is absolutely right. I was
0: watching the playoff game last
1: night, and I'm sure a lot of us have enjoyed that battle between Russell Westbrook and Damian Lillard. Well, Damian Lillard played his college basketball at Weber State. Damian Lillard was from, uh, obviously, Oakland, Oakland, California. I'm, I'm from a small town close to there, but Damian Lillard went from, from Oakland straight to Utah, and he furthered his career in state and basically dominated the league developed the skills that he needed to now go to be at the professional level as, as an all-star. And so, you know, I'm, I'm sending out the message from, from the West coast to the East coast to the South that this is a great basketball program and we're looking for players. And I know there's a lot of smart players in Atlanta. There's a lot of tough players in Atlanta and there's a lot of athletes in Atlanta. And, 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 you know, we want guys to compete and that's 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 the bottom line and this is a great place to do it.
0: Yes, indeed, because out there in Utah Valley you can actually just work on your game grow yourself as a student athlete and as a man, as a person and with you being the head coach who's played the NBA, who's been through those rigors, where, where they want to go, you're a perfect example to show them what hard work and dedication can get you in your career as a player and also down as a coach as well.
1: Well, you know, player development is something that Magic Johnson used to always say, add one new skill every summer. And, and being with the Lakers for the last six years, I've worked with a lot of players, from, from Steve Nash to Nick Young. Uh, most recently, we had Lonzo Ball on the team, Brandon Ingram. And these are players that have grown tremendously since they've come into the league with their own work ethic. And, and as a staff, we try, to, we try to enhance and grow people's skill set. And so that's one aspect that we really want to emphasize here and differentiate ourselves in terms of skill development, to give guys the tools that they need to take their game to the next level. Maybe, maybe for some players, the next level is the G League. maybe for other players, it's, it's a significant contract overseas. And finally, some players like the Damian Lillard's of the world, like the Ronnie prices of the world are going to go to the NBA and have a nice 10 year career.
0: Yes, indeed. And in culture, I feel like this is the time of year. This spring session, summer, early fall, it's where guys get in there get in the lab, like you said, add something new, whether it's going left, whether it's a step back, whether it's working on you come off a curl cut or a V cut, learning how to get better at the game, learning watching more film of the game. And I, I I wish more young men would take the take the stance of getting in there, get understanding this more than the coach you have to work only on your own. You have to get better when it's dark, nobody's around. You always be in that lab trying to find that one percent to get better each day to so maximize your game.
1: Well, you're hitting on something important. And on staff with the Lakers this last year, we had Brian Shaw. Brian Shaw had a tremendous NBA career as a point guard, played with Shaq in Orlando, followed him to L.A., has been a head coach in the NBA. And Brian is from Oakland. And Brian talks about, and I'm going to go back to Damian, in the sense of Damian in his summer workouts, he goes hard almost every single day. And in the NBA right now, a lot of players – like to work out together from different teams. One thing Damian never did is he never wants to lose his competitive edge, so he works out by himself to keep his competitive edge. And I think another player in the league that does that is, is Giannis, obviously from Greece up up in Milwaukee. These are players, they work out on their own, they don't become too buddy buddy with the competition, and when they go out on the court in the right way, nothing dirty, nothing, nothing over the top, but they go out there to destroy the competition, and it shows.
0: You got that right, and coach. One thing I noticed, coach Madsen, is this: being around Atlanta Hawks, is coach Budenholzer and coach Pierce. They value player development, and I see an issue with the Hawks. How the Hawks are off six, six and twenty-three. But after that rough start, the guys got better the last games of the season. You can see right in the year how the young, young men had jailed and become a team. And you knew that you had Trey Young and John Collins' cornerstones for the future hitters with the Hawks. So you're so right about player development and skill development and how I was watching Coach Hunt, Coach Foster and those guys, working work with them guys pre pregame on practice days to get them guys better, to be better Hawks, better NBA players, and also better young men.
1: Well, Trey Young is a perfect example. You know, he he came into the league right away this year.
0: He had some success right away, but but there was a learning
1: curve. There was a learning curve, and and he had some ups and downs early on. But by the end of the year, with that player development, with with that coaching staff, and really with the work ethic that he himself, Trey Young has, he's turning he's blossoming into one of the top players, into one of the top young players in the league. And, and that was a great pickup for the Atlanta Hawks. It's a pickup that. I think it's going to pay dividends going forward into the future.
0: You got there right. It's exciting, sounds here, Coach Madison. I'm telling you, man, I was sad two weeks ago when the season was over because I feel like these guys have—they're have, going to do so much more better together, man. When they play Indiana last two weeks, weeks ago, man, it was like man, it's really going to be over. But it was a great ride. It started off rocky, but it ended on a high, one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, hey, 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 like I doesn't
1: matter how it starts; it's only
0: how it finishes. You got that right, coach, you know, and I what I want to ask you about Utah Valley is this coach, you guys can really recruit five different ways out there. It it be the high school seniors, will it be the JUCO route, the grad transfer route, the transfer route, and internationally because you like I said, you guys can come there and work, work on their game, get a grad education and get a, a good a coach who played in the NBA, played at the highest level and as coach at the highest level can help them reach the maximum potential of their games, man.
1: Well, it's it's uh, Utah Valley University. First of all, it's it's the largest university in the state of Utah by enrollment. Okay, it, it's it's the fastest growing university in the state of Utah in terms of speed of growth. It, it's it's a campus that's growing every day in terms of diversity, and and that's something that we value tremendously here. Um, it's also a place where you know I, I played with a guy in Minnesota who had 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 a couple of incidents in the past, growing incidents. And like we all have, like every one of us experiences And the head coach at the time, Flip Saunders, he said, if it wasn't for second chances, a lot of us would be out of a job. And he was including himself. And so the other thing about Utah Valley is, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes a student athlete or a player goes to an institution and it just doesn't work out whether it's not the right fit from a coaching perspective, whether there's an off the court incident, but this is also a place where, this is a second chance university for, for great players where maybe they hit a pothole. Maybe it was unexpected. Maybe, maybe, you know, it wasn't the best decision a student athlete made, or maybe they were impacted by someone else's decision. But this is a place where we look at each individual as a person and we embrace we embrace all of those people. And I include myself where sometimes you need a second chance.
0: You got there right, coach, and you said, man, we all make mistakes, and we all need somebody to give us a break. And I feel like that, I mean, at the level that you guys coach, the mental level is, is perfect for guys who make mistakes at a, at a high mental level to come and get, come get another opportunity because that's so important. We want to develop young men, and want these young men to become great husbands and businessmen and great fathers, yep. and, and that's the they need somebody's willing to love on them and help them see through their issues and become better men because of the issue that, that they had.
1: Well, I've had coaches that, that have helped me in that way, personally. You, you know, it's—I'll never forget—I was—I was coaching in college, and we had a, a supporter come in, and he talked about—he had hit potholes in life, and and he he told the group he was a really successful doctor, I think, and he and he said, he said, in life you're going to hit potholes, and he said, ten years ago I had a job, and right and currently he said I'm working on this at the stem cell institute at Stanford. And he said, just 10 years ago, this field of work that I'm working in now, stem cell research, didn't even exist. And so to get your education, to get that preparation is imperative because you you have to be prepared to possibly work in a field, whether it's professional sports or science or, or math or anything that may not even exist this year. It may be newly created 10 years from now, but that's the power of education
0: got that right coach and that's the main thing about it is getting these education these young men man and I want to ask you coach uh, I know you played for coach Phil Jackson you played for Flip Saunders um what do those guys really mean to you for us growing you as a coach and developing me as a person as well to help you as you take over this program, help young men going forward? Because I love watching Coach Saunders on, on TV, love hearing him with his commentary as well. Phil Jackson seemed to me to be a great guy to teach you about all kinds of different areas of life, just not basketball. So what those guys really, really mean to you in developing you as a person that you are today? Well, uh,
1: the, the one thing that I really felt from each coach, Phil Jackson and Flip Saunders, is – the love and the support that I felt from them now they they went at me sometimes. And, and, and sometimes I needed that. I needed them to, to go after me, but I always knew that they, they cared about me as a person and they wanted to help. I'll never forget Phil Jackson. We were in the locker room and, you know, Shaq's on one side of the locker room, Kobe's also in the locker room and the rest of us were there and, and, and Phil looked around and he said, men, each and every one of you in this room has unique talents and abilities that can help the team win, um, and that meant a lot to me personally because I felt empowered. Because sometimes when you were playing with these some of the greatest players of our generation, Shaq and Kobe, sometimes you felt like just a role player or just another piece in the puzzle. But when he said we all had skills and abilities and talents, that empowered me to go out there and be more aggressive on the court. Because hey, yeah, Shaq and Kobe are great and they're unbelievable, but. They need the rest of the guys to be aggressive, too, and to make plays. And so that's one takeaway from Phil. And then from Flip, I mean, I can't can't say enough about Flip. Flip was, you know, when you you had an injury, he was the first one calling you. When you had a camp over the summer, he was walking in the front door to help out. Just a great human being, a great coach, and, and I miss him dearly.
0: Yes, indeed. He was definitely a great coach, man. A great part. I can just tell from I talked to guys about Flips on this, how they, how they, they revere him very, very much and what they talk about him as a person. And for you, coach, um, the college game is a little bit different from the NBA game. I Me and you both know that, but I feel like. That they could implement some NBA principles like the 20-second shot clock, the three-point line, the qu- racing quarters, the team fouls, minute five, and bouncing the ball in the last two minutes of the game because I feel like they'll make the college game much more exciting than asking those NBA principles, getting close to the FIBA and the NBA highest played beyond the college game there.
1: Well, th- that's one thing I really, when we first started practicing, I told the guys, I said, hey, if you have NBA branch, go ahead and space out. Space out because by you spacing out, it's going to create more space for the teammate to attack the rim, and so the creation of space on the court is something that's very important to me. Um, every player ha- has the, you know, most players on our team right now, and and the type of players I want to recruit have the ability to put the ball down and attack the rim. If they need, if they get cut off going one way, they have, they got the spin back. If they get switched onto, they can back it out and attack a big man. And so there's all types of different ways I want my guys to attack, but ultimately. The, the game is definitely different, like like you're pointing out, but there's there, there's similarities as well. And I want to focus on uh, on teaching principles that will translate at the college level.
0: Yes, that's very important and that's what I got for you, Coach, is this. I remember that epic clip of you said, let that dog was dogs out the parade, Coach. What what triggered you to do that, man? I really enjoyed it, but what triggered you to do that? Because that's one of my favorite clips to you. When I play it on the show sometimes. You're a clip of doing that sometimes every now and again. Something great happens.
1: Well, the, well the, the the funny thing about it, Jared, is this: when we won the championship, we we had the parade in downtown L.A. I think there was hundreds of thousands, of, of supporters and fans that came out, you could just feel the energy in the street, and it culminated with us going to the Staples Center. And Shaq, he, he had a new rap song, and so he ran down on stage, he started singing, and then I see Jr. Writer going going down to the dance floor to start dancing. I see Kobe going down, I see Samaki Walker, and I said to myself, you know what? I got rhythm too. I'm going down there too. But it turns out I didn't have rhythm like I thought I had, Joe. <laughs>
0: Hey, man, hey, Coach, I love that clip, man. I love it to death. It's just classic, man, because that song, I, mean, that song I, I think if I have something of you, I think they have, they have that song now. That's Coach, man, that's Mark Madsen with the dogs now. They go like that song now, man. So you're an icon for that, if anything. You're an icon for life, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> love it, man, love it.
0: But, Coach, look, I hope the, my people in Atlanta here really hear you out, man. I hope you've got some players down here because, I mean, I mean, it's a lot of great talent, as you said, man. And I look forward to following your program. Coach, I look forward to talking to you real soon. I really enjoy the conversation with you, Coach, and wish you best of luck out there in Utah Valley Valley, man.
1: Hey, JR, thanks so much. Look forward to talking to you soon. Hopefully I'll make it
0: down to Atlanta shortly. Yes, indeed. Have a great day, man. Talk to you real soon now. You, you too. Take care. Bye. All right. That's Marlon Madison on the Boss Man Show.